0: Welcome, Savvy Seeker, to the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast. This is your audio oasis and paranormal portal. You can experience legendary guests, thought-provoking tarot readings, astonishing astrological forecasts, and exposure to ideas intent on igniting your unlimited inspiration. Subscribe today to keep your fire burning. One last thing, you are encouraged to reach out and ask questions. Become a part of the show. Now, please enjoy today's episode. Welcome back. I hope you've enjoyed the first two episodes of this so far. We are joined with Stephanie Caponi. Stephanie, how are you doing?
1: I'm great, Ross. How are you today?
0: I'm doing well, thank you. Um, so do you want to tell everybody what we're doing in case they don't know?
1: Uh, for those of you who haven't listened to the first two episodes, we are doing a Fool's Guide to Tarot, and we're going through each of the the 78 cards, we're going by the Major Arcana card, and then it's accompanying accompanying minors. So last week was the Magician and the Aces, and the previous week we started with the Fool, and this week's episode, we are tackling the High Priestess and the Twos.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about the Twos. My birthday is February 22nd of 1984, and if you add 1984 up in numerology, it would be 22 as well so my birthday is five twos
1: Wow. <laughs> weird
0: little weird little tidbit
1: that's a <laughs> very cool tidbit my um, my life path number is also a two isn't that interesting
0: oh wow it's like we're, we're meant to be doing this then
1: <laughs> right well if you think about it in numerology the two is self and other hmm and a two is usually um somebody who is a two life path is usually they work best in partnerships with people. Okay. So they have all of basically they have everything that they need in the one of the characteristics of the individual, but it's expressed best when working in tandem hmm. with another person.
0: I like that. Yeah, it's definitely something that I have to to work on personally. I think that my life path number is a one. Um which explains a lot about my personality, but it's good to work with the two because then I can learn how to like co-create with people.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So the first card that we have is the High Priestess. Um, where do you want to start with the High Priestess?
1: Um, Do you want to talk about the High Priestess in the deck that you use?
0: Yeah, um, we can do that. So I'm going to hold it up so you can see it it is this woman standing in front of this portal to the universe. Mm-hmm. And there's these two totem poles. One is black, one is white In uh Ryder Smith weight. That would be the pillars of Joaquin and Boaz or severity and mercy. Um, I-, I really like this representation of it. Cause she's kind of like the guardian of the mysteries. So th- I think that they did a really good job representing what it stands for. Like what, what does uh? the High Priestess look like in your Moon Void tarot deck?
1: So she is also in between two columns. However, I didn't put a huge emphasis on the meaning of the columns that perhaps other decks use. Um, It was more about like, like you said, she's standing at like the opening of the universe And it's more about connecting, you know, with your intuition, Hmm. being able, being open to channel that connection to your own inner knowing.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think that having the uh, universe in the background, like, kind of gives people that uh, sense of tapping into it. I really dig that whole concept. So what does the number two mean to you specifically i know we had touched on it a little bit but can you expand upon that a little bit more
1: i think that the two is um like i had mentioned before you have all the characteristics of the individual like you're so strong in yourself that you're able to start connecting with other people Hmm. and also it can mean to have a connection of duality within yourself
0: yeah, I really like that as well. That's one of the things that my little cheat sheet says for uh, the suits is two and duality. And like looking at everything, there's duality throughout all of the two cards. Like the, the two pillars is definitely a symbol of duality. And then going through the different suits, at least in the deck I'm using, it, it shows this juxtaposition, um, which I really find very meaningful and insightful. So the other thing about the... Uh, the high priestess that I have in my notes kind of is like mystery and intuition, as you had touched on, do you find that that whole premise of feminine energy, I'm trying to think of how to articulate this clearly. Do you find that there's like a receptivity to that kind of concept as well? Like being receptive to intuition and being receptive to the mystery. Does that make sense?
1: It, it does. I feel like um, we're, as a society in our culture, we're programmed to be outwardly seeking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like the high priestess is the ultimate reminder that everything that you need is already within yourself. Mm. And a lot of people who are on a spiritual journey are basically tapping back into things that they've known through lifetimes. And I feel like, The High Priestess is the channel for trusting in those things that just you feel like you know, but you don't know where you know it from.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, thinking about like the uh, symbolism on on many of the cards, it has her in a seated seated position, and it's kind of like being seated in that knowing, and then also just allowing that knowing to come to you without seeking. Like it's not a very active card. It's definitely very like seated but confident. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I really find very powerful. So I, um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
1: no, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. You go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you um, No, I was going to say um, it's also interesting on my, on the moon void tarot, as well as on a Rider Waite Smith and perhaps on your card, there's always, I find in a lot of them, there's always a moon, mm. whether it's a crescent moon or, um, it almost, on a Rider-Waite-Smith, the headdress she's wearing almost looks like the crown of the triple goddess. And there it almost looks like a full moon in between two crescent moons. But a lot of our intuition is associated with the moon.
2: Hmm.
1: Which I guess reminds, brings me to the next point is that the high priestess is also associated with the sign of Pisces in astrology. And Pisces, okay. yeah. So it's your card.
2: <laughs>
1: Pisces is is associated with dreams and intuition, mm. and receiving messages from other realms.
0: Yeah, it's like the card of it's uh like the card of the mystic then, or Pisces is the sign of the mystic, I should say, mm-hmm. or the yeah. dreamer, or the intuitive. Um, it's interesting. My my card doesn't have the moon on it, so I feel slightly Uh, (laughs) slighted one of the concepts of the moon as well that's kind of translated throughout all of the rest of tarot symbolism really is that kind of sense of um the light in the darkness illuminating things that are hidden um and then also like this uh emotional aspect because emotions are associated with water in tarot and the moon has control of water Does that kind of uh, parse out with your understanding?
1: Absolutely. That's Yeah, you know, the way that, um, what sticks out to me in my learning, the first thing was they said that she, the high priestess is the divine channel. Hmm. And when you think of a channel, it's like you think of water flowing between two two basically banks or whatever which would remind me of the columns the water flowing between the columns is the channel
2: hmm yeah
0: i like that i've never uh, thought of that concept before and i'm definitely big on wordplay um but i really like how, how you pointed that out and the other thing that really comes to me now about the uh, two pillars as well as one would be the known or the unknown or the spiritual the material like this whole kind of interconnectedness of that um It's interesting how profound that symbolism is when you really begin to like um, pick at it and like really look at it intently and have these kind of discussions. Like it's cool to have this ability to talk about it because you can gain so much more insight. And I'm sure that like people listening are gaining a lot of perspective they might not have had otherwise.
1: Definitely. That's why I think it's so important to have these dialogues with people. And also, um because of the work that we do just on a side tangent um it's it can be considered kind of niche work and everybody kind of feels like is there room for me and it's like the more we talk about it and normalize it and and support one another the more knowledge we can share amongst our community and then be able to educate other people as well
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a very good perspective. Also, with stuff like this, in my personal experience, um, there's room for everybody because everybody's perspective is different. And there's ways that I would approach stuff that you might not approach them or vice versa, which will reach people differently and give people different messages, which is, there's no limit for how many people could be. I mean, obviously, if everybody in the freaking world was into it, that might be a little oversaturated. (laughs) But like, for the most part, there's room for a lot of people in this industry.
1: Definitely. And I think that that's why it's important to have, to have um, a platform to showcase that. And we're all discussing it together and sharing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I like it.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I had some, some like readers that I follow um, on Instagram that, you know reached out to me and they were like hey i was listening to your show and like this was all i thought and blah 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 and it was like it's cool because it opened up like a dialogue with like new people that maybe i haven't interacted as much with but i've always really respected
0: yeah and this is a good time to tell people too if you're watching and you kind of want to throw your or if you're listening rather and you want to throw your two cents in for cards that are upcoming feel free to reach out to stephanie or myself You can email me at uh, staff at spiritualphoenixstudios.com or hit me up on Instagram. Um, That information will be in the show notes and Stephanie's information will be as well. But uh, get involved. Like we'd love to have your opinions and like read them on air.
1: Yes. Very excited for that.
0: So what suit card do you want to start with? Let me do it this way. Which is your favorite one?
1: Oh my God! Favorite one is two of cups. Obviously, that's everybody's favorite cup. Favorite mm-hmm. cup. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. I'm on some like cold medicine. So everybody, please bear with me. <laughs> um, I feel like the two of cups is you don't. I don't know anybody that doesn't like light up with joy when they see that card.
0: It is a good card. It, mine. There's personal reasons why I don't like it in my deck for whatever reason. It's it's my own issues. Oh.
2: You should want the rest of the
0: class. So on the deck that I use a lot, it has this woman healing this guy. Um, And it's a very beautiful card, and I really enjoy the artwork on it. But for me, like, that's just a very touchy uh, subject for me personally because romance has been something that I've really, really struggled with throughout my life, and it's something that I would enjoy having in that capacity, but it also makes me uncomfortable just because it evokes – a vulnerability that I have experienced and been hurt in before. So to me, it brings up pain, hmm. even though that, even though that's not what it's associated with. See, that was kind of heavy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was heavy. And I have to say that was like maybe the heaviest two of cups card I've ever looked at. And also, um, I, I kind of want to like um, debate you. <laughs> I want to debate the artist that made that because I feel like, with the two of cups that's having somebody else be your healer that's not that's not real we're all our own healers and we're you can't look to somebody for anything external Hmm. somebody's going to come along and, and rescue you or heal you or save you or be be that like what you're missing basically like you have to be able to like heal yourself be your own best friend be your own lover all of that stuff and then once you are on that energetic level like we spoke of last week that's when love can come in because love isn't meant to save you
2: mhm
0: yeah that's a very good outlook on it it's really like a codependent card and two of cups would be more so like both of the cups are full so it's not like one cup filling the other cup up
1: right um I guess I'd like to talk about if you think, if you can consider the imagery, just like on the traditional Rider Waite Smith card, it, it looks like the high priestess is handing a cup to the fool and the fool's handing one back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and on in the moon void tarot, it's, it's a French press of coffee with two coffee cups and the coffee spilling over and kind of the puddle melts together with stars.
0: Yeah. See, I like those don't bring up all sorts of emotional stuff. And, and now that you've kind of broken down why, like this, what your issues are with the, the card that I showed, I really appreciate those other ones a lot more. <laughs> like it makes a lot more sense in being like, uh, energetically respectful to the intention of the card.
1: Thank you. Cause you have to remember too, um, twos are a beginning, hmm.
2: so
1: especially with, you know, with, the cups it's like the ACE is the beginning of that relationship with yourself. And then the two of cups becomes that, you know, the beginning of a relationship with somebody else and you're learning.
0: Yeah. Okay. A lot
1: of times when you, when you start a relationship with somebody and you're in that, like, that like glow of a new relationship, you're not falling in love with the other person you're falling in love with yourself. (laughs) Hmm seeing it reflected in the other person. So I think people have to really remember that when, when you are in any type of relationship that really makes your heart full, it's because you're seeing the best parts of yourself reflected in another person.
0: That's a really good perspective. Thanks. So if, if we start off with like the uh, two being the beginning and then the two of or Two of major arcana being the beginning, transition to the two of uh, stones. Oh, I, I misinterpreted what you said. Now now I understand. The ace is the beginning, then it transitions to the relationship, and then it moves forward, correct? Yes. Okay. My mistake.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. There's so many other perspectives. Like You could take the relationship part completely out if you're not thinking about cups, if you're thinking about... Um, you could look at it also not only as duality, but choice. Twos hmm. are about choice. Picking one thing or the other. It really depends on what the other cards are in the spread. That would, like, take my intuition in a, um, in a different direction. Like, when I look at the Two of Wands, I always think of that as a choice. Okay. To take action.
2: Yeah.
0: So let's, let's talk about the uh, two of wands that you have in your hand. So it's about action and it's showing this far off horizon, correct? Yes. I like the one in the moon void tarot
1: too. Thank you. You know what, it's, um, what, the way that I learned it, it's about taking action. When you look at a Rider Waite Smith, the first wand is literally attached to the structure that he's standing on hmm. the one he's holding up in the air. So it's like, it almost is like the choice to stay where you are <laughs> see if you can take that further, excuse me, or starting a completely different journey. So in the moon void tarot, um, that journey is like going into a dark forest. It's like, you can stay where you are where maybe you feel safe and push that, which is fine if that's if that's what you want. But I feel like when this card appears, it's like, okay, you're ready to do something different. And you don't really know where it's leading, but it's worth checking it out.
0: So in regards to the Moon Void Tarot Two of Wands, looking at that and kind of understanding some of your backstory and the creation of that, is that relative to you, taking the time off and beginning to like really define what you want to do and traveling the road, less traveled, kind of stepping into the unknown.
1: Absolutely. Um, Thank you for pointing that out. Yes. I, I felt like I had taken where I had currently been as far as it could go. Life didn't seem to have upward mobility at that point. It was just like a series of lateral moves or brick walls or just I don't know. I wasn't getting anything out of it and I wasn't sure where I was going, but I was like, I trusted that, you know, the path would show itself the more I walked it, hmm. which is very high priestess.
0: Absolutely. And it also has the element of the fool in it too, which is interesting. It kind of has the elements of all the previous cards and it goes back into the concept of they all kind of carry over and build upon each other. Correct.
1: Exactly.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I really like that a lot. Um, the one that I have for two of, of uh, wands, it's two of bones in this deck, and it shows a person kind of looking at a reflection of themselves. And to me, this is all about kind of getting to choose who you want to be, similar to kind of what we've already talked about, but like getting to choose who you are um, and really making the effort to be the highest version of yourself i love that so i think it's definitely really really important um where do you want to go to next swords or pentacles
1: let's do swords because a lot of people freak out when they see this card and i feel like it could mean so many different things
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, the way that I always like to perceive it, I like the artwork on your card, um, by the way, the one that you created for the Moon Void Tarot. The way I've always perceived it is kind of this guardedness of emotions and kind of really having this barrier up. How do you perceive it?
1: Absolutely. Um, It's because it's swords. It's like... um, our mind and our thoughts and there a lot of times there's some there's like a figure pictured with with a blindfold on so it's like indecision so whenever Mm -hmm. i get this card i always think of like you're buffering and you have you you have a gut feeling about something but it doesn't seem to make sense or fit into your plan in a way that you can conceptualize so you kind of push it away Hmm. So I feel like it's a lot about ignoring your intuition in order to protect yourself from getting hurt.
0: Damn, dude. I feel like you pulled my card on that. That sounds like 90% of my life experience. (laughs) I'm triggered by this. (laughs)
2: Sorry,
0: I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, I really like that perspective on it, though, because I, I really do think that Sometimes we use rational thinking as an escape mechanism for really dealing or like embracing our intuition or processing our emotions or really being present in our lives in a real way. We can like use this rational thinking as a blindfold to what's really going on. Um, And it's amazing how we can think ourselves out of things that could be really good for us in that same capacity by not allowing people to get past this guardedness
1: right I mean our our brain is always trying to protect us by going the route or the path of least resistance Hmm. so it's always saying like okay it's using the past as examples to give us insight for our future but our future isn't written in our past so mm-hmm. you can't say, Oh, I don't want to try this thing because I was hurt in the past. Like the two, the two aren't, you know, necessarily.
2: Congruent.
0: Sorry.
1: Oh no, go ahead.
0: No, I, I was just saying congruent. Like you're yeah. not congruent.
1: Exactly. Thank you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to speak over you.
1: No, I needed it. I was struggling there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like that perspective a lot. The one in the deck that I have is, it's the two of bows and it shows this person kind of meditating over top of all this material stuff. So it's interesting because in this deck, it's more about going into your thoughts and disconnecting from the material world. Um, The artist for this deck really did break from the traditional mold for a lot of these cards. No,
2: they Uh, did
0: a good job. And the other aspect of this too is there's like all of these mushrooms and plants growing from this material stuff um what do you get from from this really
1: that is very interesting that's a lot happening (laughs) right um i think i feel like with just the thought of mushrooms and plants growing out of material things i think that it's saying that like the material world is a construct and
2: you
1: know, we all came from nature and so Um. you can't fight your nature, whether that's, you know, how do I want to say this? It kind of goes back to like being that um, we think that as humans, we're just here to be very, involved in the tangible world of things and not listening to our intuition goes back to our disconnect from nature Hmm. but our intuition and nature are stronger than anything that you know humans can build so not to get caught up in the material realm i guess
0: yeah like rise rise above it um the only aspect of this card that really stays true to the other card too is the person has their eyes shut And there's kind of this giant eye behind them, like the eye of intuition and inner sight. So it's kind of cool to like uh, filter it through that lens and think that maybe the two of swords in the traditional way could even almost hint at getting a a different view. Um, Kind of like you said, and seeing it through the lens of what's really going on and not being so focused on the material. So there's like the alternate perspective of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we are left now with the two of pentacles.
1: I do love this card.
0: What do you love about it?
1: Um, This card, because it's earth, it makes me think of balance, but um, being rooted Mm. in your beginning. Like with the the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, (laughs) the person is like balancing on one foot, kind of juggling everything. But um, in Moon Void Tarot, it's it's a sunflower hmm. with two blossoms. So it's it's grounded, but it's something new. So there's always a choice in this. But whatever you whatever you're you know, whatever you're watering basically, you can trust it that you're hmm. building something.
0: I'm curious now. I, I really like your understanding of it, and I'm curious as to what part of your personal story the Two of Pentacles um, speaks about, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess just to see. Um, was this about you kind of planting the seeds of your new life and really developing the whole concept of the tarot itself and seeing what blossomed from it, or was it something different than that?
1: Honestly, I think it was about. What I wanted my life to look like and -hmm. trusting was by doing the work, I was planting the right seeds. Do you ever get a packet of seeds and you don't know what flower it's going to be? You just know that you're planting something. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't sure what was going to sprout up and I didn't know how big the tree was going to get, what its health was going to be, but it just felt like the right thing to do and I needed something to nurture.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Nurturing your passion and your dreams in your own life is probably the best thing to nurture. And then once you get that dialed in, you can kind of nurture other stuff.
1: Exactly. Hmm. <coughs> Excuse me.
0: Oh, you're fine. I really like the concept of being rooted to uh, the whole aspect of I picked two words for my new year and they were rooted and expansion or being rooted and expanding. Um, Mm. So I really connect with the concept of being grounded in the material so you can expand out into bigger things and then even move into the air and like expand your thoughts and expand your vision.
1: I like that a lot.
0: So the deck that I have is, has this person sitting in this, um, apartment and there's these green vines growing everywhere Mm -hmm. and the thing that I realized when I was looking at the duality of this the duality of this would be kind of nurturing the inner world and kind of disconnecting from the outer world which I really appreciate a lot Um, and then the green of the vine is like letting the heart flourish in this inner world and then the red there's these flowers in here on this vine and it's kind of about getting these blossoms of material world in your inner self and really getting to appreciate them so it's like this sense of gratitude um i really like the way that they represented this card but like it definitely is about balance and i think that this person in this card really is trying to balance themselves and really find their center um yeah
1: (laughs) i love that um when you look at all of the twos, whatever whatever you choose to focus on, whether it's relationships or duality or choice, you also have to remember that they are all lower octaves of the high priestess. So there's an element of trusting your intuition in each of those cards. Hmm. So when it comes up in a reading, you can always say like, no matter what deck, you can always ask yourself, in your mind, like, what does the High Priestess have to say about this card? How does this reflect back to her in a new situation?
0: Yeah, I really, I like that a lot. So real quick, to recap stuff, I have some bullet points I'm gonna run through. I'm gonna see if they get the Stephanie Capone seal of approval, so I'm not peddling false information. <laughs> okay, so the High Priestess, two uh, attributes of that card would be a mystery and intuition. Yes. And then for the other twos, the main concept of two in numerology would kind of be this aspect of duality. What were some of the other ones you had said as well?
1: Duality, choice, um, self and other. Hmm. All Harmony right. Within yourself.
0: Hmm. I like the harmony within yourself a lot. And then going through the suits. So two of swords choice and stalemate. Does that sound about right?
1: I hate the word stalemate.
0: (laughs) Why don't you tell us how you really feel,
2: Stephanie?
1: (laughs) I feel like it's, you know what? uh, I feel like indecision Mm -hmm. or um, just a refusal to make a choice.
0: So we're on a stalemate on this one then. <laughs> I'm just saying that to be a jerk.
1: <laughs> I know. I remember like reading like traditional tarot books and they're like stalemate. And I'm like, that doesn't really like spark my intuition into anything other than like chess club from like middle school, <laughs> which I was totally in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Indecision's a lot more um, clear of a word.
1: I feel like a lot of people don't make choices because they're afraid they're gonna make the wrong choice Hmm. i I would
0: agree with that
1: i feel like saying that will help people be like ooh you know you can't you have to remember that um the universe is is always on your side but you have to make the first move so it doesn't matter if you make the you know wrong choice there's no right or wrong like choices are neutral you have to make one because yeah, the, that's what
0: you do with it oops sorry
1: no it's it's true though it's whatever whatever you decide then the universe like will get the ball rolling to support you and guide you whether you need to learn a few more lessons on the way you're gonna, you're always gonna be on your path. Like if something's meant for you, you won't miss it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've definitely found that to be true.
1: You hold yourself back from experiencing anything if you stand in indecision or a stalemate.
0: Hearing the two words too, and like having this conversation, stalemate seems like it's a fixed state where you can't kind of break out of it. And indecision seems more like you're not making a choice. And I think that that is actually a lot more empowering of a word because then it puts, there's accountability in indecision. There's really no accountability in stalemate. It's kind of being the victim of fate at that point, which I, I don't, there's fate to a certain extent, but I definitely think it's more like you had said, choice based.
1: Yes. Thank you. Exactly.
0: See, it's a good thing we're having this conversation because it's given more clarity on everything.
2: Um,
1: Absolutely. And I think a lot of times when you're reading for people, and especially if you have to deliver news like that, you have to say like, you can't just deliver news that somebody could consider or construe to be bad news without offering some kind of um, option to move forward.
0: Yeah, I think offering actionable steps is really um, important. And I, I make it a point to let people know that I'm trying to give them choices and that all of it can change, because it's really defeatist, in my opinion, to read for somebody and tell them that this bad stuff is going to happen, there's nothing they can do about it, (laughs) because then it doesn't offer any any hope.
1: Yeah, that's not helpful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're totally screwed. Um...
1: (laughs) You're not gonna get what you want, and you're stuck here. Like, nobody's stuck. You have to make a choice to unstuck yourself, basically. Yeah, it what it's going to be, but you have to choose something.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Even I listened to a motivational speaker, and he said that uh, one of the greatest things that he had one of his mentors ever taught him was that making a choice is important. But then, even making the right choice or the wrong choice, the right choice is even more important. Like using it to your advantage and really shifting the energy of it, regardless of what it is. And that's like what separates um, people's experiences from people who have bad experiences to people who really get the most out of life.
1: Absolutely.
2: I love that.
0: So for two of wands, I have progress and discovery. Well, how do you feel about that?
1: I mean, yeah, those are great. I I feel like it's progress and discovery. I feel like with wands, that's like following your curiosity. Hmm. You know, when you when the spark of inspiration strikes, following it, even yeah. if you don't know where it's going to lead, like try something new.
0: And I always get a sense of travel um, from two of one. So I definitely think that the more you open up to the road of life and kind of pursue your own path, you're going to discover new things. And the more you discover new things, it's going to kind of encourage you to go further. And then it'll cultivate progress as a natural byproduct and they feed off each other. The more that you feed into that mentality, there's this like um, synergy and this perpetual motion associated with it. It's like the exact opposite uh, opposite of stalemate or indecision.
1: Absolutely. It's very expansive.
0: Mm. Yeah, that, that definitely feels a lot better to talk about the two of wands than stalemate. <laughs> I can't let stillmate go now, no. <laughs> um. So for Two of Cups, partnership and attraction, does that suit you? Yeah. I'm, I'm catching a little bit of uh, apprehension there. What's the Stephanie Capone take on it?
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's... Um, I feel like in keeping with the the theme of the high priestess of intuition and trusting there's an you know there's receptivity there and i feel like there's vulnerability Hmm. in opening up
0: yeah i i definitely see that that's one of the things that the two of cups in the deck that i use does really well is exposing that but it kind of overdoes it but i definitely would agree that there is a sense of vulnerability um and kind of energetic, energetic exchange in some capacity as well. If you look at the traditional. Um,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There feel like there feels like a lot of reciprocity there.
0: Oh, nice word. That's a $5 word. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for pentacles, balance and adaptability.
1: Yeah. Balance, grounded, you know, rooted, nurturing. Hmm growing
0: yeah i like that a lot the one that i really appreciate is adaptability in that sense because looking at the uh, rider weight smith there really is the sense of adaptability especially if you consider them juggling because yeah. they're going to have to adapt their stance and really kind of maneuver around
2: <laughs>
0: and I, I really find that when we're dealing with the material world adaptability is essential and yeah. it really goes down uh, comes down to this concept of knowing what you can work with and knowing how to move around things. So you're not, um, stuck. Totally. So I feel like we'd get a quick recap of all of that. What were, what was your bullet points for the high priestess again?
1: Um, I would say divine channel, trusting your intuition, trusting your emotions and feelings.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, And then also like the the sense of mystery and kind of receptivity and all of that aspect as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, I hope that everybody has enjoyed this as much as we have. Stephanie, I want to thank you for coming on and taking the time to do this. But before we go, can you kind of explain what we will be talking about next week so the listeners can uh, get their curiosity peaked?
1: Yes. Thank you, Ross. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, We're really excited for next week's episode. Um, I'm particularly excited because we are going to be looking at the Empress and the threes. And we happen to be numerologically in a three year. So the Empress is one of our cards of the year. So we're going to talk about that next week as well.
0: Oh, very cool. I'm excited as well. Threes are another number that trips my trigger in a good way um, for whatever reason. Uh, (laughs) Well, thank you everybody for listening and we will bring you another excellent episode next week. If you have questions or comments, again, reach out to Stephanie or myself. Our contact information will be below. If you want to purchase the moon void tarot, there will be a link for that below as well. So you can tap into this, excellent artwork that stephanie has created and really get to explore um her own journey that she's illustrated through these cards so have a blessed week everybody thank you for listening if you love this show one kind review goes a long way if you have a question or comment you'd like read on air please send your email to staff at spiritual or use the link in the
2: show notes